only Doctor Who podcast on the net featuring your two most accurate, well-informed Doctor Who fans in the world, or not. My name is Mark Turcotte, and joining me as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? We're getting there. We're getting there with the knowledge. Yes. Bringing the knowledge on the TARDIS every week, man. Is it every week? Is it every week? (laughs) Well... (laughs) And yeah, we were talking about this. Like for 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 those that are like following along, sorry about that. <laughs> I think it's been what four uh, our weeks? last episode. If if you're somebody who's been listening every single week, it's been since April fifth, and we're recording this on really. May it's been 23rd. that long. It's been about a month and a half. Yes. Oh my god. But Chris, it's only because we took a ride in the TARDIS. So for you and I. It's just like the next day. It's the next day. We yeah, just, yeah we just hooked up. Right. We're, we were the new companions with the doctor over right. last week. But. Right. And it sucks because like we were getting like I – mean, we've been getting a consistent string of emails. Yeah. And then like we got one – and you send them to me when we get them. And we got one of someone who like just found the show and yeah. they were like real enthused about you know following us week after week. And then we just didn't do one for, <laughs> for a, a month, month and a half. half. So I hope that person yeah. like – has subscribed so uh when this one is complete they get a little notification yeah, and, saying and, and see that's one of the things about this show is it's it's evergreen so if you're listening to the show five six years from now you're just going to roll through these episodes and have no idea that we missed about a month and a half yeah none. but if you're trying to listen every week then yeah you're, you're gonna yeah. get that but like chris mentioned you can send us an email the uh the tardy tardis at gmail.com just like <laughs> kayla did and kayla said hey I came across your podcast looking for a Doctor Who podcast. I figured I'd give you all a try, and I've got to say you guys are wonderful. I feel in love with Doctor Who, or I fell in love with Doctor Who about 10 years ago. I'm currently listening to Season 1, Episode 6, The Dalek, and y'all are cracking me up. It's so nice to listen to the opinion of someone who has never seen it. You have a long-time listener here. Looking forward to listening to the rest of the episodes. Your newest fan, Kayla. It was another one where we were mispronouncing yeah. Daleks. Yeah, Dalek. and we got a lot of heat for that. Dalek. But. Yeah. What were we saying? Daleks? Daleks? I think it was. Well, no, I don't think we were saying. I don't remember, actually. You could probably go back and listen. What is the right we way were, to say it? I've already forgotten because it's been a month and a half. I know, right? Uh, it's Dalek. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, well, we are here, guys. If you've never listened to the podcast, obviously, we are a Doctor Who show breaking down all the episodes here of Doctor Who. And we've never watched an episode up until really up to here. We've, we've started yeah. with episode one. So we're on this journey. And we want everybody to come here on the journey with us. So if you are tuning in, you know some other friends who are Doctor Who fans, please help spread the word about the podcast. Uh, we got to get that word out there. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at TardisTardy or on Instagram at TardyTardisPodcast. Well, Chris, on this episode, we are talking about School Reunion. Yeah. Which this is uh, um, what, episode three of the David Tennant episodes? Uh, this is... Episode four, I four. thought it was. Yes, four. You're well, right. including the Christmas one, right? Christmas because that's how we're numbering yep. them. That's how we're numbering them. Um, yeah, man, and and school reunion. Personal note: our, we're we're twenty years out of oh. high school. You're aging <laughs> us here on the show, man. Jeez. This year, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. So, are you asking me if if I thought this was the best one? Yeah. Let's, so let's far, let's go back to that. We we always talk about: is this the best episode? Of the season, because we we talked about you know the previous season, the Eccleston season. We're not going to do that now. We're talking about the David Tennant ones, right? Up to this point, so four episodes in is and, this and the it's, best? All right. Tenet. So because it's been a month and a half, we got the Christmas one, and we got the cats. 
we got the werewolf and this one. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, God, I, I, from the, the substance in this, uh, episode, what you get out of this episode in terms of, um, like a former companion, Mm. um, why the doctor leaves people behind. Um, I thought informationally, this was one of the better episodes. Yeah. I, I, I really, really enjoyed this episode. Which, which that brings up a good point. Us being people who have never seen the show for Mm. us, like I enjoyed it because of everything you just said. That's why, because it's like, Hey, we are getting more of those little breadcrumbs thrown at us about the doctor's past. Where if you were somebody who had already seen the show, yeah, sure. Seeing, um, uh, you know, Sarah Jane Smith was probably like, Oh my God, that's, you know, the old companion. That's great. But did you get the same things? Because you already knew, you know, you already knew the history of the doctor. So maybe you didn't get as much out of it as we did. But for us, like, yeah, seeing those breadcrumbs and just slowly peeling back those layers of the mystery of the doctor. Right. Just continues, man. It was great. It was really, and the story wise, it was a a cool story, but I I think what they were really hammering home here was history of what's going on with his character and stuff like that. Yep. So um, really good, really, really good episode. Let's jump in here, man. So the episode starts, we get our first look at Mr. Finch. Awesome guy. Uh, what? I love this guy. Who's he, Hannibal Lecter? Is that what's He's going Hannibal on? Lecter. He's he absolutely is. Hannibal Lecter. But I don't know, just like his like swagger he has. Like all of these guys, what how what are they called? The uh Krillis the Krillatines. Krillatanes. Krillatanes. Yeah. Like they walk with a swagger, man. Like with their shoulders back and like yep. they, they just have a way about them. Um and him right off, right in the beginning. Um you know he's – just the look on his face. Yeah, he looks like Hannibal Lecter, so you know he's a bad guy. But what he does in the very beginning, you're like, dude, this – kids, man. <laughs> yeah. Poor little girl. She wants to go to the nurse. <laughs> then he realized like, oh, that's right. You're an orphan. You don't have parents. Nobody will miss you. <laughs> Nobody will awful. care that you're gone when I eat your face. It's pretty much what he's saying. <laughs> when I turn into like some bat thing and literally eat your face. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Right, right away, setting the setting the stage that yeah, yes. something's not going on. But then this was the is this the first episode that we don't get <clears throat> like a Doctor Who Rose um, crash landing type crash of crash landing or hey, here's our adventure because it just starts with the classroom kids running yeah. in the classroom and suddenly the Doctor is at the front of the class, like right. no I clue so. why, right? Well, the, you 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 find out well, a little bit later. Out. Right. You find out that Mickey kind of tipped him off to that, my man Mickey, coming through in the clutch. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, this was the first one where like it's not like a big ordeal. Like them, <laughs> we said it, you know, before where that whenever they like crash and they're just like mysteriously laughing for whatever reason. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you don't get that. You don't get no. like the walking out of the TARDIS and like, oh, where are? Well, they know where they are because they're going back to Earth, but um, you don't get that. And and. I think I remember seeing that and thinking to myself when that happened, like, oh, there's probably this episode's probably jam packed because they didn't have time to do that. Right. You know what I'm saying? They just so, jump right in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and he's teaching physics of all. Yeah. Which he's doing his best impression of that scene in Billy Madison when they're talking about the ethics of business at the end. And he's just like, <laughs> talk about the ethics of business. And he's just like, so the ethics of business are the. Um, the business ethics that are uh, the uh, ethics of the business because <laughs> he just keeps saying physics, physics, uh, physics, 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 physics. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder, like, 
I mean, obviously, he has to know about physics, but you think he's not really right. talking too much because he doesn't know what these kids know and he doesn't want to blow their minds, maybe? Because how could he teach a group of kids about physics? I mean, the guy literally knows everything. He's like a supercomputer in his brain. How could he sit in front of a class and talk about physics? Well, like, how how would he know what level they're at? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the questions he asked the kid, Milo, oh. <laughs> they're like, are they just, are they like made up? Or they can't be made up. The kid's answering no, I mean, them, the kid like, knows it and the doctor realizes I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, even tells that, him correct a mundo, and that's the last time he'll ever use that word again. <laughs> and doesn't Milo just look like, and I don't want to insult anybody here. <laughs> Maybe you should preference anything. Maybe you shouldn't just say anything at all, right? Here. No, you got to <laughs> say it. Come on. What you got? Isn't he like your prototypical, like, British kid? <laughs> he looks like he's going to be an oasis when he grows up. <laughs> like, he's, a, he's a Gallagher. He's like, a Gallagher. disheveled hair, like, big glasses, yeah. just... You know, he, he just – when you think of a British kid, that's kind of like what I envision. Yep. He's Liam Gallagher's kid. From, from he Oasis. is. I'm, yeah. I'm on and, he's yep. and he's a nerd. <laughs> but but we find out why he's a nerd because he uh, ends up eating the krillotane oil, which Rose mm. herself ate, which is interesting. I'm like, Rose ate it too. But, mm. they, you know, later on we learn that they need the kids to kind of fulfill their mission. But the krillotane oil makes you genius. Yeah. You know, makes you, I guess, able to just process things very fast. Um, we call it a Kyleman here. <laughs> yes, we went to school only, with a kid, Jeff Kyleman, and he was uh, genius. I was going to say, only a few people know what that means. But, but yeah. his mom looked like David Letterman. Um, <laughs> and not David Letterman today with the big, burly beard. I really hope he's not a Doctor Who fan. Don't worry, he's not listening to the show. Uh, let's see. So, then we, yeah, we get Milo being the smartass in class. And then we get a bunch of uh, – we get th- the Doctor – uh, going to get his lunch, or what are they? Doesn't one of the the lunch ladies at one point say it's like a sit down? Isn't that what she calls it, or a sitting? I think she says at some point. And so, like, you're not just going to lunch. Like we would in the states, we would say you're going to go to lunch, like go to lunch class, and not even lunch class, like go eat lunch. Here, she says something to Rose about like she's going for a, or what is she doing during the sitting? And which I just thought was kind of weird that they call it that. Oh, when she comes, when she, when she, Rose is talking to the doctor and she comes over yeah, and is basically like, why? like saying like, get uh, back okay. To work. I'll, but, uh, uh, but I just think I it's, cool. I love the scene of, of, you know, the doctor kind of like getting his food and it's Rose, which again, <laughs> here's another moment where, exactly. what, why, why is Rose a lunch lady? She's in lunch lady happen? land over here. Right. Bogies and grinders. And her obsession with chips continues. Because <laughs> everywhere she goes, she wants to eat chips. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that who is it? Is it Mickey that tells her later? Like she might better lay yeah, off put the that chips. Down. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Mickey. I mean Mickey, Mickey, don't Mickey care. if he wants any chance with Rose again, come on. Don't don't go that route, Mickey. We'll, but we'll get to that here. That's coming up. Um but yeah, Rose is pissed that she's there. But th- is this where we found out? I think that Mickey is the one that alerted them to something. Yeah. yeah. It mentions that Mickey alerted them that something odd is happening at this school. Right. Had Mickey ever done anything like that before? I don't think so. Right. This is our first time having so. Mickey be like their, I don't know what do you want to call him. He's like their, I don't know. Sky. Well, he like, calls himself something later. He calls himself like their technician or something like that. But how did he know? How did he come across this? Wasn't there was like a website, I mean, wasn't it? You know, was he, it? Or I thought there was something where when when the doctor later on is talking. I think it's when he's talking to uh, what's his name, Hannibal Lecter, Finch, Mister Finch. Finch. I th- it could I could be at the wrong scene, but 
I thought there was something that was said about like an alien crash landing or something like that. Mm, oh, I don't well, remember. Well, yeah, there was like three months prior or whatever, three weeks prior when all the teachers got like canned and all that. Yeah. Like there was a time frame when kind of the, the Krillotanes came in and kind of took but, everything but over. But like did they come through this like – this uh, alien crash and that is known that it crashed so that's how mickey knew about this and and because he knows what rose is doing he paid more attention to maybe the aftermath of yeah maybe but when i i don't know it, it like i think it's just some of those things that because we're doing the show we're kind of like trying to nitpick it so much deep on, and try which to we find are that. yeah which is fine that's what we're kind of here to do but uh no i'm like i'm glad that mickey is a little bit more involved. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have more so, of a role here moving forward to at the end. Too, yeah, absolutely. After this episode. But how does Mickey have access to this website that like, like we've seen Dude. him go to this, you know, how is, how is like the doctor on the internet? Like people can just go out and Google the doctor and there's all the information about him. Like, but nobody knows who he is. Like, and, and we do learn later from uh, Sarah Smith. She does say something about having seen on the news about the, what the big alien ship above the earth so now we know we're living in an earth that is knowledgeable about of aliens, aliens right right that's kind of what i was getting at yeah yeah it's kind of interesting man like up to this point everything was kind of the doctor trying to like hide all that away but now it's like right. no now it's we're, we're there we're, we're mm-hmm. in it. uh mm-hmm. let's see so then this is when um uh, what uh so rose is talking to the doctor a little bit and um then what the woman tells her basically i yeah, get back to work and then we have uh mr wagner um he comes over and uh, he tells milo that uh he needs to um he, why isn't he eating his chips and he just yeah. says he's not allowed to so this is where we kind of get, get get a little uh luke is the guy's name so we get a little sense that luke is not eating the chips so he's not going to be under the control like all these other kids that, you know, right. we're gonna, I think at, at, at this point, assuming is happening. So is that what they're doing? Are they like deep frying the chips in the green oil? And yeah. that's, they're what they're eating. It's gross, man. To, yeah, dude. I don't Where know. does crinolatine, crinolatine oil even come from, man? Hmm. Is it like, I don't even I, want to go down that road, but like. I don't know. And they had. It's gross. Buckets of it, man. Like they have. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not like it. <laughs> what 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 and i'm and this is disgusting what human bodily fluid could you produce a bucket of chris and, and not a oh bucket a barrel like could we if we if we had 15 humans <laughs> what what could we put into a barrel multiple barrels to fill either urine or a urine, urine. <laughs> <laughs> so the slithane ooze oil it, it's disgusting so this yeah. is gross this is in in i live in north carolina every place you go to eat there's a grade out front of out of one to a hundred mm. this would have a zero or a negative <laughs> eight for crillotane oil is in the food it's disgusting <clears throat> i hate it bile yeah and it, it, that's what i would it just looks like bile or like slimer <clears throat> ooze from ghostbusters uh let's see cuts Can't back to the kitchen television ooze. yeah cuts back to the kitchen <laughs> and this is when we get um them bringing in that barrel right rose is on the phone yeah. with mickey talking to mickey and, and that's where he's telling her about the massive ufo activity that he's discovered around the area and um, he, he says that the investigations are being blocked by something called Torchwood. Ooh. So we get a little uh, glimpse there of Torchwood again, which I, at some point we, we're going to have to dive into that show, I think, uh, as we're moving on here. Um, yep. But then that's when Rose sees them spill the barrel onto the woman. 
She starts screaming. The oil is burning them, which if you think this is something that they secrete, how it's burning them, I don't know. We'll, we'll get a little <laughs> bit more on that later. Um, Rose starts to call an ambulance. And I love the lady like goes out the door and she's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm calling an ambulance. She's like, no, you don't need to do that. She's fine. And then you hear like <laughs> this big scream behind her. She's like, oh, she's fine. She's cool. Shuts the door. Yep. At that point, oh, why didn't Rose realize like, I mean, she knew something was wrong in this place to begin with, but I think at that point you got to be like, "All right, like we need to jump on this now." I don't know. But what do you do though? I mean, you don't know the answer to anything right now, and even the doctor doesn't. It, it, like the scene right before this, uh, he sees he sees the guy up Finch. in the. He, he's like, yeah, he's he's like overlooking the cafeteria, yep. and he just kind of is looking at him like he he doesn't know what to do right now. So it'd be kind of like premature to 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 do anything because, uh, yeah, you have this disgusting oil that obviously just made this woman explode. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, being Rose, everything that you've done so far does not go well. So, you know, stuff's going to happen, but, um, you just don't know how or what you don't know what's no. going to do. What's going to, so you got to play the tape to the end. Uh, let's see. Then this when we get a class or a cut to Mr. Wagner's class and we see the kids <clears> at their computers going crazy with their headphones on. And um, this is where we kind of get our first glimpse. It's at least what the plot is. We don't know exactly what they're doing on the computers, uh, but we are getting some just random shots, which I I mean, I was trying to look at what's happening on the screen. It looks like they're playing like it's a weird Dungeons and Dragons game mixed with dreidel spinning and coding. (laughs) I don't know what's happening on screen. It's just it's wild. I yeah, I kind of gave up trying to think it was anything like uh, that I could figure out. But just the whole sequence I thought was pretty cool. Just like the music was yeah. uh you know very like pulse pounding and uh yeah you kind of got some okay like they're doing something with these kids and it's just a little bit more information but the what's what's the teacher's name mr wagner he's weird man he's a weird dude yeah <laughs> he, he has a stare i'm telling you man all these guys just have like this way about them that just creeps you out I think these kids would be like real good esports players if they played like <laughs> Fortnite or League of Legends. <laughs> Get those kids playing some video games. You can make a lot of money. Get them on your team. Dude, we should like create some, uh, you know, like five hour energy drink called what, what are these? The Krillotane. Krillotane oil. oil. <laughs> and just sell yes. it. <laughs> we got to, we got to take, we got to make t shirts that just say like, you know, I drink Krillotane oil or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And sell it at esports. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, dude? By the way, hold on. We we hmm. last time we did the show, you didn't have you had one kid. Now you got two. I do. Congratulations, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Part of the reason why we weren't here for exactly. uh, a couple weeks, but yeah. <laughs> Chris looks all disheveled too on the webcam too. By the guys. Oh, yeah. By the way, guys, yeah. he's getting no sleep. <laughs> how you, how is it going? Are you getting some sleep or what? Um, my uh, my my uh, brother and sister in law, the ones who are the Doctor Who fans. Uh-huh. Uh, made my new baby boy, uh, and we we had this for a while before he was even born. Share the name. I think too. I should. You got to say the name, Alex. His name is Max. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they made him a uh, a onesie that says "Are you my mummy?" on it. <laughs> so good. And he's worn it already. He wore it for you Mother's get a Day. Picture actually. that on the TARDIS Twitter man and the Instagram. Did you put it up? We got to do that. No. <clears throat> I'll send it. So that'll be up there. Yeah. So look for yeah. that guys on our Twitter feed. You can find the link in the show notes in our, in our Instagram as well. So. Uh, but yeah, congratulations, man. And, and, thank and, you, and honestly, yeah, we should, I didn't even think of that. That's what we needed to talk about at the beginning of the show. That was <laughs> honestly the big reason. And then even in there too, I went to New York 
and you and I went mm-hmm. and saw Endgame together too. So there was yes. kind of like, just a lot of just weird things happening. That was part of the reason yes. why the show was not out for those that are listening as these shows air. Um, uh, let's see. So then we get the shot, our first shot of Sarah Jane Smith, who to you and me, man, when I watched this, I had no clue who she was. I thought she was right. just another person there yep. just to investigate the school. Uh, we find out that she is there just to investigate all the weird happenings that have been going on in the school. Um, and, uh, then that's when we get the shot of the doctor in the teacher's lounge, essentially. Yep. And that's when we find out that um, there's been some interesting things going on at the school. We find out that the doctor's hiring was just kind of quick. Um, that, uh, what, there were uh, a couple of teachers that were let go. The teacher that the doctor, re- or what, seven teachers came down with the flu. That's what he says. Right. And they were replaced by those strange new ones. Uh, the one that the doctor replaced <clears throat> didn't have the flu, but she resigned because she won the lottery because just some person put in a winning ticket into her door. Um, and she doesn't even play the lottery, but she got it, which you could just assume it's the doctor, right? Um, that probably did that, right? I mean, it's gotta be. It has to be. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then Sarah walks in the door and I, you know, obviously us having, not knowing who she is, the minute she walks in the door, you could just tell by the doctor's face, he knows something about this woman and is just like awestruck to see her. Did you, did you think immediately like she was uh, a companion or that he, you didn't? See, I, I kind of did just because she's like female and I don't know if it's a female thing. I don't like yeah. all we have is Rose. So I don't know. We don't know if all the companions are always female, but the way he it just interacts with her and the, like the, it's that very like cheesy. I know this was filmed in, you know, in the mid uh, 2000s, but it almost has that like that love 1980s music playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like so um, just the way that he is interacting with her. Maybe not when he looked at her. Maybe when he, when he when he looked at her, you knew like there was a resemblance. And then um, when he starts talking to her, I'm like, yeah, man, I think that I think she was, I think she was a former. Uh, See, I didn't pick up on that. I just knew there had to be something. But then, yeah. add, you know, once you start kind of realizing it sh- yeah. shortly thereafter, because you see him kind of walk in the hall. I mean, he's he's definitely very nostalgic, and um, you know, he introduces himself as. Uh, John Smith. Smith, yeah. And that was kind of where, I mean, at that point, I get now that I'm thinking back to it, that was kind of where I was like, wait a minute. Like, yeah. Yeah, because she says, I used to know somebody named Jane or John Smith. Right. Um, and then, uh, let's see, after that scene, we see him kind of walking down the hallway, kind of, kind of taking like a deep breath, kind of just gazing longingly. And then we get our shot of old Kenny walking in on uh, his doctor, on Mr. Wagner, in crazy bat form underneath the, what the... Uh, desk oh, which, under the desk why yeah. the hell is he under the desk is the bat i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't whatever know. he's doing under there um <laughs> but he transforms and tells kenny to leave now i was surprised that he didn't chase him there like what do you think like why would he let him run away i mean maybe maybe just because all the other kids have eaten the oil that he just knows like it doesn't matter if he goes and tells one of them i saw one of our teachers as a bat they just don't care because they're, they're kind not of, gonna care you know the oil maybe kind of just controls them Right. But I don't know. I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, I thought that was a little odd myself. I I agree. I agree. Because, um, I mean, all of this kind of, no, it doesn't. I was going to say all of it takes place in one day, but no. Because now it turns into night. So he could go, he could go home and tell anybody about this. But I mean, honestly, who's going to believe him, right? Yeah, my teacher was a bat under the desk. My kid came home and said, Dad, my teacher was a bat, a giant human sized bat underneath the (laughs) desk. I'd be like, okay, let's get in the car. We're going to the emergency room right now because you got something wrong. (laughs) But but 
like you said earlier, if this is a world where, you know, aliens are That's true. acceptable, maybe not acceptable, but understood, and your son came home and said that to you, yeah. maybe you'd believe I him. I might believe him. Might yeah. Believe him. So it is a little uh, perplexing as to why he would not go after him, but. But I mean, maybe it just uh, shows how much the, the Krillotanes just don't care. Like, they just know, like, okay, you want to go tell somebody, whoever you send, I'm going to eat their face off. So it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. Eat we'll just give them some chips. Turn we'll just give them oil. some chips and then they'll listen to us. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Then that night, they, uh, what, Sarah Jane breaks into the school to explore. And then the doctor, Rose, and Mickey do the same. Right. And uh, the doctor sends Mickey to the math room and uh, he's all ready to go and uh, kind of takes off. And he, you know, he said, what's he say to Rose? He says something about like, like, oh, I'm on my way, and kind of starts going. And then he comes back, and he's like, where's the math room? Like, <laughs> you know, thinking he's going to be all great, and that we're all comrades, and we're working together. And, yeah, Mickey and... always still needs help. <laughs> Regardless. He needs his hand held all the time. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. She says, uh, infiltration and investigation. I'm an expert at this. And then he comes back to Rose and says, yeah, where's the math room? <laughs> and, and you know what? Just And this has got to be the British slang. They keep calling it the maths. Maths. It's plurals. Doesn't that make more sense? Like you're doing maths in the math room. You do multiple really? maths. Right? No? No. No? I don't, don't think, think so. so. I don't agree with that. You don't, you don't <laughs> do maths? You do oh, I math. didn't, I didn't do maths. We do math in the States, but like. But I, yeah, but I didn't do math or maths in, in the States. I've when taken we growing maths. Up. <laughs> like, I did like them what poorly. If you take maths. <laughs> like if you taking multiple math classes is that right. taking maths but if you take one uh, math class i'm taking like here in the states we say we're taking math right but they just say maths why would anybody want to take more than one math class is my question i don't know uh, I take multiple math classes did you really <clears throat> yeah man i take like statistics biostatistics calculus calculus one two all in high stuff. school i took calculus in high school I'm no college man in college, yeah. I mean, and the, the dumbest thing is, as a pharmacist, you take all this high-level math, and like in the end, every day I'm just doing like simple algebra math, like, and not even that as a as a retail pharmacist, I'm doing nothing. No, but I have to take all. <laughs> they make you take all that crap. But, hey, some people like math. It's I, little puzzles. Uh, but some people like maths. <laughs> I don't know. Today is gonna end in an hour and a half, and it's another day I didn't have to use math. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So then, uh, let's see. We see Sarah trying to break into Finch's office, and uh, she does notice that she is being watched. And uh, she enters the storeroom, and that's where she sees the TARDIS. Yeah. So she. This is where kind of she realizes, like, oh, because she. You, you think about it. Like, she had no clue who. And, you know, no. The only thing for her maybe was like, oh, John Smith. Like, right. That's interesting. But even then, I don't think she really would have been. That's just a common off. name. Yeah. But the minute she sees the TARDIS, then yeah, I mean, that's it. And uh, we just see the doctor says, hello, Sarah Jane. Mm. And uh, she says, it's you, doctor. Oh, my God. It's you, isn't it? You've regenerated. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, is this where he says um, he's he's regenerated about six times or something? Or he says it at some point. I don't know if it's this exact scene. Um, so that kind of made me think, like, is there a defined time? For when they regenerate, I don't know. Like, is it like whatever, like six months, and then they regenerate? I'm just throwing out a figure or something like that. I don't think or, so, man. I think I think that it's always like a death or something, or like something crucial like that. Because I mean, literally, Eccleston, that that doctor, he was on his deathbed, right? Essentially, right? 
Um, he sucked in the bad wolf or whatever and yeah. was ready to be on the way out, and he regenerated. Right. Yeah, that's when uh, he says he's uh, he's regenerated half a dozen times since we last met. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because she's not that old. No, you know what I mean? So old. She says, I've grown old. Well, she has, but older. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So say she's, what, in her 50s here? Mm-hmm. So if she was, uh, you know, in her 20s when she was with him, and look at me, I'm doing math right now. Uh, and if she, like... Uh, if there's been six regenerations since then, like they have to be more than one every 10 years. I don't know. It's just a, something that I, I was wondering. I don't know. And you know what? I, yeah. I kind of, I mean, obviously in the back of my mind, I knew that the, the, the doctor had to lose all these companions and, and maybe I just thought they all just died, but mm-hmm. never that he just left one. You know, like that's really ultimately the story here for for Sarah Jane, which I mean, outside of the show, it's probably because her contract ended and they just stopped <laughs> doing the show or, you know, yeah. or whatever it is. But the way they play it here <clears throat> is that he just moved on like he just moved. And part of it is because deep down for him, if he loves anybody or has any feelings for everybody or anyone at some point, they're going to die. I mean, that ultimately is like when you think of the idea of living forever, if you live forever, but your loved ones don't you have to deal with that loss at some point. So it's probably Mm. easier for the doctor just to move on. I mean, he says to her, he says, I lived and everybody else died. I think he's talking about, um, I mean, the the page I'm looking at says a time war, but the war that they were, you know, in or whatever with her and her storyline before. So, I mean, that's a a tragic thing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just the doctor, like, I don't blame him for leaving her. You know, obviously she's upset. And I mean, she's not really mad at him, but she's just like, you just left me. And it's like, well, yeah, I, I can't see the people around me. You know, if I have a choice to not watch them grow old and die, I'm going to leave and move on. Like, I don't want to be there for that. I don't know. It's pretty harsh, man. That's yeah, that's very, but it's, and, and it kind of, yeah, like this was like the first, um, like episode where we get into stuff like that. And thinking from like his point of view, he doesn't really seem to care. I, I mean, you know what I mean? Like even when he's telling her like later on about this, like about, I, yeah, you know, I kind of jumped when, ahead a little bit. That wasn't in that scene. Yeah. Per se, but yeah. But when he's talking to Rose about like, uh, you know, you, you guys get old. I don't, I regenerate you guys get old and I don't want to see you do that stuff. He, he's just like, that's the way it is. And that's the way it has to be. He's very like, uh, like final about it. And there's no like give in this, you know what I mean? And, and it's almost like, no, like you're going to get old and I don't be, and it's not because I'm ditching you because you're getting old. It's just because I don't want to see what you go through. Yeah. So in ways, like I don't want to say protecting them. It's, I mean, it's not the best choice of words, but he's almost like I don't know. It's Do you, tough, man. I don't you know. want to give any end game spoilers here per se. <laughs> okay. But we're talking time travel. Mm-hmm. And let's say the doctor happens to be a certain superhero that runs around with a shield and you're given the choice to go back. Like, mm. why could the doctor just be on this constant loop of, I mean, not that this happens in Endgame, but why doesn't he, like, if there's somebody that he truly falls in love with, he doesn't need to live to see them die. Can he just go back and continually go back and relive these joyous moments i mean maybe not and maybe that would that in itself would be a tragic thing because you would just be on like a groundhog day of life yeah right, right? Yeah. groundhog life which would just be terrible right but i don't know i mean that's, yeah the doctor's a very tragic character man like that's one well, thing that i'm learning as we're going along here is it's just 
Sucks it, to be him. Sucks to be a Time it, Lord. Christ. Wasn't it in like the very first episode where they said where you know whoever he is like death follows or something like yeah. that? So yeah, I mean he presents as like this happy-go-lucky guy and he's got his shit together and he knows how to solve everything and all that is true. But um, I think the things that maybe are out of his control outside of him is like death and destruction. Yeah. Crazy. And the only way to deal with it is just be happy. Go lucky. Otherwise, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do? Drive, drive yourself, yourself insane. insane. Yep. Uh, let's see. So then that's, we get, we get Dr. And Sarah meeting each other for the first time. Rose is, or Rose and Sarah meeting each other for the first time. And you know, Rose looking a little, <laughs> she's like, who is this? <laughs> um, speaking of cats, <laughs> Mickey's fallen into a pile of rats. Dude, and his scream is, they must have used a female scream. They had to. To incorporate that. Or he just did it, like, really, really well. But that yeah. was that was hysterical. Yeah. They, they look, just go running. They hear someone scream, and they just... It's Mickey. Yeah, and it's Mickey who just opened up a closet full of... Dead rats. Uh, freeze, freezer-dried Yep. Vacuum sealed rats. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this is when we get our first scene of Rose and Sarah kind of going back and forth. Mickey's loving it. He says to the doctor, you know, ha, the missus and the That's ex. Like, Welcome to every man's worst nightmare. You know, deep down, Mickey was loving every single minute. Of uh, that. that was great. Um, and then they stumble into the teacher's lounge and that's when we get the shot of the mm. bats up there. Now at this point, the doctor doesn't know really still that they're crillitanes because we learn later on that the crillitanes are able to adapt. Right. So just by looking at these creatures, doctor has no idea who they are or what they mm -hmm. are. Um, and then, uh, it's after <laughs> Mickey bolts. Yeah. Great. Oh yeah. Mickey runs. <laughs> He's like, Nope. <laughs> Uh, that's when we get our first shot of K9. So this is a Mark III K9. And uh, I love the term that, uh, who is it? Is it Rose or Mickey that says, why does it look so disco? Yeah. Is that is that a term, I guess, you use in Britain? Or is that just oh, in Britain? old? Um, I think that might just be like an old term. I don't know if it's a British thing. No. Because we say it here. I mean, well, we say disco sucks. and Well, yeah, but I say but... like referring to the music, disco, not to like... Hey man, like well, this is our twenty or year graduation year, like or twenty year anniversary of our graduation. We're so disco. Disco, okay. Meaning old? No, Seven. you don't say that. No, that's true. Oh, that's weird. That could be. It could be a British thing. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. Email us that. Yeah. Uh, the Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> you can find it in the show notes. Um, so we get our first look at K Nine, who uh, was cutting edge in the year five thousand. Five thousand. Not looking too cutting edge right now. No. Looking pretty old and janky. <laughs> um, but uh, that's when we get the shot of uh, one of the Krillotanes flying overhead and Mr. Finch kind of just basically observing what's going on mm -hmm. down there at this point, right? It's kind of just, just yep. wondering. Um, we get them then going into the um, uh, place to eat, into the restaurant, and we got Rose eating her chips, loving her chips. Yep. And Mickey saying, uh, you know, basically telling that she's a little bit uh, jealous, he can tell, to go a little bit easy on the chips. We get a nice shot of Rose with the <laughs> French fries sticking out of her mouth, like, ah, uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't be eating this. Um, but my question is, like, is this, it's almost like a cafe that they're in. Yeah. Is it, like, directly across the street from the school? I don't I don't know. Because uh, I keep I can't forgetting his name. Mr. Man. Finch. Finch, I, I don't know. I can't remember that. I just, I just want to say Hannibal Lecter. Um, that works too. He's standing like on the ledge of 
the top of the school. And like you said, like he's observing and it doesn't, I mean, it's, it's just like, it doesn't seem like this would be the type of, uh, uh business that'd be directly across the street from the school. It seems like they are somewhere else. So it can, he, does he have just like vision that can just see anywhere? Cause he's, know, he's man. watching what they're doing. You didn't, yeah. you didn't think that was weird? I, well, you know what? Right now I'm looking at a shot. It's inside the restaurant. I see K9 and the doctor and Sarah. And out of the window, I see a building that looks similar to the building that Finch is standing on. I okay. was under the assumption that that was not the school. I didn't think Finch was standing on the school. I thought oh. Finch just followed them to wherever okay. they were going because he knew something was up with the doctor. And, I mean, we pretty much find out he knows who the doctor is, right? Because at one point when they, he finally oh, yeah. talks to him, he's like – you know, you're going to be on my side soon. Like when you figure out what we're doing, you're going to be, be on my side. So he knows kind of who the doctor is and what they're doing. So he's just following along to see, and you know, maybe he even knows who Sarah is, even though Sarah kind of shows up because she knows there's something odd happening there. Um, and he just kind of rolls with it and lets her in the school, lets her look around. Yeah. So I, I, I wasn't even, I, I just thought he was just attached to the school and they never left because they were sleeping there. So I'm thinking yeah, they were across from the school. But and, and every time that you 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 see kind of like through his eyes, it's that like real like dream dreamy state of you know presenting to you like what he's looking at, mm-hmm. and it just seems like it's he's looking at them, and they're a distance away. Distance away, yeah. You know I, I, I mean? got gotcha, so, you. Yeah. Uh, I just thought you know he had like these powers or something like that that we don't know about. Yet. Uh, he could. But, they absorb yeah. other races, so right. maybe, maybe he does. Um, okay. And this is where Sarah mentions on Christmas Day, she thought of him on Christmas Day when there was a great big spaceship overhead. And uh, she said, yep, that maybe he's up there. So there's our reference to her. So, again, we live in a world where these people know of spaceships and aliens. So that was kind of confirmation yeah. of that. And uh, he says, he goes, yeah, I was right on top of it. Yep. He says, yeah. And she says, is Rose, was Rose there? You know, jealousy raging in. <laughs> uh, and he was. And she was, yeah. Yep. So, uh, this is when uh, too she says you just dumped me, and he says I told you I was called back home, and in those days humans weren't allowed. Hmm. What does that mean? I don't know. And she said I waited for you. He said I mm-hmm. missed you. He said Oh, you didn't need me. You were getting on with your life, and she says you were my life. Mm. So she that's what I mean. And I don't think he realizes like the impact he has on like the people that he's taking with him, and then he just leaves them or maybe he does and just doesn't not that nothing that doesn't care it's just the way it has to be for him i mean it 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 is right it's the only way i mean really the only and it's not really a a good scenario but the only way is that those the companions just die i guess right? and not <laughs> yeah, live guess. knowing everything because i mean imagine that dude if you went and saw the future and you know what's going to happen and you know there's all these alien lives out there and then you just come back and you live your everyday life yeah you know, we're, we're the most advanced technology is the new samsung or apple iphone that comes out that far right. like how could you live in a world like that after you know the potential that's out there that's like who's the guy i can't think of his name right now that the the kind of pseudo companion we had that kid that did the stupid thing in his forehead oh yeah yeah yeah. like how is he how can he possibly function now knowing all that and the fact that he has it all in his brain right like that and and that's why like why crazy why does he bring a human like if if that if that is what he does to them he strings them along not strings them along 
brings them along, I guess, experiences these otherworldly things that nobody else on the planet will experience. And then because he doesn't want to get hurt, he kind of will just push them aside. But he doesn't want to get hurt to see that. But it's okay that they're getting hurt because they've got so attached to him. Yep. Now this is two people that we've only we've only seen two companions, these two, and they're and she obviously was in love with him, and Rose is getting there, and then she might be there already. So like they fall in love with this guy, and then he just I understand why he wants to let them go, but he does it in such a a uh, a way that is so like hurtful to the to to a human being, not to an alien. Like I don't think he, I don't think he gets like the the human condition and the human feelings involved with what he's doing with these people. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like it's it, this scene really like made me think of like like different like n- not not from from both point of views. On uh, this scene right here, it made me think of that uh, of of why he does what he does, and then the other side of it because it's not Rose that's going through this right now. It's yeah. it's Sarah Jane. And I and I think the when and we're getting deep here, but like the human condition here is more. Well, and, and not that he doesn't realize the human condition, but it's like the humans at this stage, in the grand scheme of everything that's out there with, that the doctor knows is out there, is such a primitive race. So yeah, right. why go with such a primitive race? Right. To bring, like you said, why bring a human? Why, why, why would you bring someone like that with you when you could go get somebody else that could help you better? But, but maybe there's an answer for that. Maybe there is. Maybe there's a reason I why so. he yeah, finds yeah. comfort in getting a primitive person to be with him. And when I say primitive, yeah. it's like they're not clearly, but but it's technology wise and and just knowledge of the universe. Right. Maybe there's a reason. Because taking a human is <clears throat> is is a risk because they don't. You're, yeah. you're teaching them everything. You know what yeah. I mean? They've never seen any of this stuff. So you constantly, every time you get rid of someone and get somebody new, you got to retrain that person all over again. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm more excited now. Now that we're having this discussion and, and I'm thinking about it, I'm more excited for the next companion because we know. I mean, I'm, let, let's be right, honest. We know Rose is not going to be the companion forever. I don't know what her fate is. I don't know how all that goes down, right. but. We know we're going to get new companions. I'm more excited as to who that new companion is and kind of their initial, like their origin, basically, and their experience hooking up with the doctor than I am for the next doctor. Yeah, I would say like I, oh, that yeah. to me is more interesting. Is as not how yeah. Tenant leaves and we get our next doctor. How does that next phase of a companion go? Like how right. is that person? And and do they go through kind of what Rose went through, where it's the oh my god, I saw everything and I want to go yeah. do, or or do we do we get a companion that is truly just like tortured almost and and like mind blown, but the doctor just has to take them with take them with him because right. you can't just leave them on Earth and have them spread, you know, all this knowledge of stuff that's out there. I don't know. Or or do- maybe maybe it moves forward, and because now we live in a world where there's aliens in the sky. Does humanity just move forward a little bit as the series goes on as well? And people right. just kind of accept the doctor. Maybe the doctor and, can be more yeah, open, yeah. right? And, and the next companion has lived with these with this that. alien world. Yes. And now can and now wants to experience it and is not as in shock of what they're seeing way yep. out there and beyond because they know stuff exists. I can hear and feel our listeners yelling <laughs> right now at us because they know the answer and we don't. I know it. I love it. Yep. Uh, all right. So the doctor, let's, let's move on. We're, we're going long winded here. We're not even halfway through yeah. this episode. Um, doctor <laughs> uh, at this point fixes canine. Canine takes some of the oil 
realizes it's krillotane oil and the doctor is like man last time i saw him they were basically human looking with giant necks um so they are looking different and then he goes on to explain that the krillotanes are a race that can uh, they essentially take the best physical parts of other species that they conquer and adapt them into their own so clearly from what they look like now the last race they they took over looked like crazy bat creatures Right. Um, so that's what they are. Uh, then we get a great shot, and this is kind of going into what we were kind of just talking about, but the, I want to read the quote. It's when uh, they're walking out of the cafe, and Rose just seems kind of dumbfounded that the doctor actually had another companion. I mean, she must have never stopped to think about that, <laughs> that she isn't the first one. And uh, the doctor says, um, you know, I don't age, I regenerate. But humans decay, you wither and die. You can spend the rest of your life with me, but I can't spend the rest of mine with you. I have to live on alone. That's the curse of the Time Lords. Hmm. So again, and I don't want to go down this road again. Like then, then why take a human? I know. Takes take someone that's not. I, I don't know. There's probably nobody that's an equal to a Time Lord, but you know what I mean. Take take someone that maybe that doesn't, or take someone like a completely different race. Yep. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and, and again, this was another scene. Like, that's why I like this episode because now we're getting like to the meat of some stuff. And that just, that right there just, just made you feel like, okay, Rose's time is it's ticking. going, it, it, yeah. Yeah. Your time yeah. is ticking, Rose. And, and, like, and I think that was, a, a, like you said, like a, a, a rude awakening for her. She's mm-hmm. like, I, I, she wants to do this for a very long time. And that's not going to happen. He won't let it happen. He he has proven he will literally leave you there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and there's nothing that she can do about it. That's it's tough. We we that's jumped tough. over a quick scene here that I want to mention. It's when yep. um, Mickey, I think he's putting K9 back in the car, and he says something about um, you know companion being a tin dog. And Sarah says, "Well, where do you fit in all this?" And he just says, "Like, I guess I'm just the tin dog." <laughs> Okay. I'm calling Mickey T Dog now from now on. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> he is T Dog to me. Mickey T Dog. Mickey T Dog. Yeah. He's, he's the doctor T Dog. Uh, let's see. Then we get the Slithane. Or the, the Slithane. The Slithane. Whoa. The Krillitane. Although the Slithane are mentioned in they this. They are mentioned, episode. yeah, when, when yeah, Rose yeah. and Sarah are going back and forth. Um, yeah. uh, kind of swoops down at the doctor and then just flies away. Well, because I don't know why it flies away, but it swoops down because. <clears throat> when he says that's the curse of the Time Lord, uh, Hannibal Lecter said he's kind of whispers to himself, "Time Lord." So did Ooh, he so know? Maybe he didn't know. Yeah, that's he what might they not have out. Known. I forgot. Yeah. You're so right. um, as soon as he said that, he... yeah, yep, that's when they realized it. Oops, down and kind of just mm-hmm. takes off. Uh, let's see. That's when, uh, next day they go back to school and, uh, the doctor sends Rose and Sarah to figure out what's in the computers. And, uh, he asked Mickey, asked T-Dog and the Tin Dog canine to stay in the car, uh, for a little bit of surveillance. And, um, uh, that's when we get the nice shot of the doctor staring down, uh, Mr. Finch, which I thought was yep. hilarious. Uh, cause he really, and this is where we get the conversation that they start having. And, um, the poolside. Time what? Poolside. They poolside, have the conversation yeah. poolside. Hanging out by the pool. <laughs> um, do you remember at school and this is offside? Do you remember when I think we were in like uh, middle school and everybody said there was a pool underneath the gym? Underneath floor? the gym, yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. put your ear real close, you could hear it. Yeah, and I, and I played basketball, and there was like these dead spots in the wood 
And sometimes literally he would dribble the basketball and it wouldn't bounce back up. And they're like, oh, that's where the pool is. <laughs> like you, if, if you hammered like underneath that wood right there, the pool would be right there. I was like, no, yep. it's not there. Uh, let's see. Mr. Finch, you could tell, knows a little something about the Time Lords. And he uh, calls them a race of pompous, dusty senators afraid of change and chaos. And mm. now are all but extinct. Uh, which is kind of an interesting thing for him to call them. Dusty senators. Hmm. I think that man, like, so, so were the Time Lords, like, were they the ones that just kind of ruled the galaxy? Are we talking Star Wars? What are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. Yep. Uh, let's see. He says that they're um, uh, they're doing something that's going to reveal their plans, or that they're working on their plans, but he's not going to reveal them to him at all. And uh, that he had much more mercy when he was younger. The doctor says, and uh, that this is their only warning. And that uh, that's when Mister Finch says, "Well, next time we meet." You will want to join us, right? Doctor. So, I love that sort of like, I guess, foreshadowing stuff. That because in your mind you're like, what the heck would this guy possibly have to offer? Yeah, that for the doctor to want to go with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's actually, hey, we'll talk about it. Let's yeah, there in a second. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we get the shot of uh, Mickey's in the car with K9 trying to talk to K9, which is I thought was hilarious. Uh, and then it cuts to Rose and Sarah. This is their back and forth talking about uh, what they mentioned, like the Slithanes uh, or the Slithine. What else? Um, Loch Ness Monster, I think, is finally the final one that <coughs> Sarah says. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see where that is. Yeah, they just go back and forth. Back oh, and Daleks. Forth. I mean, they both yeah. see Daleks. Uh, the great one was was uh, the Daleks where Sarah Jane's like, Daleks and Rose is like when she, I met she the goes, Emperor. Just met said. the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um but I think this is like their moment of like they got it all out. And now they're friends. Yep. <laughs> now they're Facebook buddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's when they start laughing. She says, uh Rose says, does the doctor still stroke parts of the TARDIS? <laughs> Which we have not seen. Have we? I don't know, man. I've I've seen him beat the hell out of it, or like yeah, things exactly. just breaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, <clears throat> yeah, um, that's kind of funny. But yeah, they kind of like make up. Um, yeah, and then they kind of just start dying laughing. Actually, in one of the in in like the story notes, they're laughing so hard in this scene because um, David Tennant wanted them to like genuinely be laughing. So apparently, he walked in with like this like crazy mustache on his face. And had like weird makeup on or something like that to get them to genuinely. So when you see them laughing, it's because they're looking at him walking through the door, looking they're like actually an idiot. laughing. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we get uh, Mr. Finch telling the Krillotains that they're moving to the final phase and to seal the school and mm. they're about to become gods. Uh, let's see. Everybody, uh, what goes <laughs> running inside because all the kids are outside. They go running in. The school kind of locks down, but we see our buddy Kenny. Who knows something's going on? He really doesn't want to go in there, and he's not exactly driven back like the rest of them. Uh, in the maths room, mm-hmm. uh, the doctor finds that the computers uh, are fixed with a deadlock seal and that the sonic screwdriver can't use it. Is this the first thing we've seen that the sonic screwdriver cannot get through or do, yeah. right? I think it is. A deadlock seal. Right. And that deadlock was also seal. in the story notes as well, that it's... Uh... The, the first time in this series, anyway, that, yeah, he was not able to open something. And it's crazy. because of what you said. Yeah, pretty crazy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Then we get our shot <laughs> of uh, everybody kind of going back into the school. And um, what, that's when Kenny, is that when Kenny gets inside? Or- no, I think he, uh, what's his name? The the 
the teacher. Mr. Finch. No, not Finch. Mr. Wagner. Wagner. He kind of like starts up the program. Right. Yes. Yeah. And all the kid and, and this is where the doctor sees it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Says it's some sort some sort of code. Um, he hasn't figured it out yet. Kenny is running through. Yeah, because Kenny sees that's right. Kenny sees all the kids. Which is it, Kenny had never seen all the kids doing this before. I guess. What are not. you doing, Kenny? Like, is he not going to class? I don't know. Like, he just go, comes to school, eats eats his lunch in his sitting or whatever he does, is sitting in lunch, and then just goes home. I guess sees so. crazy bat people in school and just goes home and plays Fortnite. Like, know. what's he doing? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so then he goes running outside, and then this is great. When um yeah the doc I mean the doctor's look face he says he he says no they can't be, um so he we we realize at that point that he realizes what's happening right and Kenny goes running to the door tries gets Mickey's attention because Mickey again watching outside T Dog himself out there, um <laughs> realizes that something's wrong with Kenny Kenny can't open the door he's got to get the doors open and I love this scene where Mickey keeps oh, saying like I gotta unlock the door and K 9s like. You got a car or what's he say? Like I'm he in goes, the car or something. We are in a car. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know we're in a car. He goes, but I got to get through that door. We are in a car. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mickey T dog finally comes to realizations like, oh, okay. Yeah, I am in a car. I, I had my idiot moment again. Yep. Classic Mickey pulled a Mickey. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then he's going to crash the car through the door. Um, the doctor realizes that they are looking at the, is it the Skasis? Skasis Paradigm, yeah. Paradigm. Yeah. Uh, he explains that the Paradigm is the God Maker. It's the universal theory. Whoever solves it can control the building blocks of the universe all of time and space. Oh, my God. So, essentially, the Krillotanes are boosting the children's intelligence by giving them the oil, and uh, then they can use their imaginations as a giant processing device to break uh, the Skasis Paradigm. That's essentially what they're doing. Right. And... Um, so then what they see that and, and Rose says like, so the kids are basically like a giant computer and um, Rose is like, wait a minute. Well, I ate some of that oil. And the doctor asks her a question like what's 59 times 35. She answers it right away, it. right away. But then, you know, she, she says, oh my God. And the doctor's like, you know, well, well they're using children because the children's or the children have that imagination. That's what's going to work rather than you essentially. Um, but then Mr. Finch comes in. And that's when we find out, like, basically they're doing it to, what, create the God. And he kind of proposes to the doctor, you know, hey, you would have the ability to change the universe, to save everyone, and even restore the Time Lords. And uh, he basically tells Sarah and Rose that they even have the chance to travel with the doctor forever and never grow old. Mm. So the doctor, everything we just talked about of the doctor right. having to see all his companions essentially die and that he always needs to be alone. Essentially, the Krillotanes are using these kids to offer the doctor the chance to not have to do that anymore. Right. Which, like, man, so there's like so much like that you kind of think about right here because... They didn't know who they knew he was somebody, but it, it, we kind of have figured out that they realize he's a doctor because he said it outside of that little cafe there, right? Mm. So was this just like a quick? We're changing our tune on this on the fly because the doctor's here now and we can like suck him into because they're not good people. No, you know what I mean. So yep. so what what's the what's really what do they really want to do? 
Yeah. What's 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 I mean, just just to, to have this power and do yeah. whatever the hell they want. Yeah, that, with that's it, a good basically. point. Like, yeah, prior to the doctor entering the the kind of the scene here, like, yeah, right. what was their plan? What was their plan? Hmm. I don't know. But it could have just very quickly just changed. Like, wow, okay, they know who the Time Lords are. They know who this doctor is. We can get him on our side. I'm sure they could have easily just come up with that. But we don't really get that in the in the story, yeah. so we're kind of just left to guess that's what they did. I mean, all we but, know about them is that they go around and they conquer other races and then incorporate them into their DNA, essentially, and change the way they look. That, so basically they wouldn't have to do that anymore? Yeah, I mean, that's a terrible yeah. life in itself, man. When you <laughs> yeah. think about it, like the, the idea that like for us to survive, we just have to go conquer another civilization, which is just rough. To begin yeah. with, maybe they don't want to do that, but I obviously, I guess, for their existence, that's what they need right. to do. They have no home, they have no place to just go to and be content at. This is what they got to do, and hmm. I don't know. It almost makes sense, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like I get it. It's like You're the going... Geth, wasn't it? What were they called? Was or the Gelf? The Gelf, the yeah. Gelf. Like they were just doing what they had to do to survive, yeah. right? Their race, exactly. Like, it's almost yeah, man. It's it's almost like the like you're rooting for the villain for a little bit here, like the you know, with like the Thanos snap. Like you get it. Yeah, and then, <laughs> I you know, I think I bet you Finch here was just kind of like, hey, now that he's here, the Time Lord, we know he's going to try to stop us. So what if we offer him the power and the ability? Maybe yeah. by us offering it up to him, he he will spare us and help us out. You know, mm-hmm. with what ultimately is our our overall plan. Hmm. And he considers it. Yeah. For a very short amount of time, but he does does consider it. Yeah. And then he says, wow. call me old-fashioned. I like things as they are. You're right. Boom! Smashes <laughs> things. And, uh, smashes things. Yep. Sm- picks up a chair and hurls it at the screen, smashing it. Tells Rose and Sarah to get out. Um, and then that's when uh, we see Mickey. Uh, what? Is that when he shortly crashes into the... Yeah. Yeah, that's when he crashes through. And uh, come, goes rushing in, and it's kind of we get our our big little action scene of everybody kind of <laughs> running uh, down the hallways. We have uh, well, this is where there we we start like a handful of scenes of um, uh, Hannibal Lecter just <laughs> mindless it. screaming, it. <laughs> just <laughs> random screaming. <sighs> like, dude, do you remember? Holy shit. He's going super do you remember? Do you remember uh, <laughs> Freddy got fingered? <laughs> yeah, of course. Do you remember the scene where the dad just starts screaming out the window for no <laughs> He just shuts the door of the window. There's no reason for that scene. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, <"Dah!" laughs> he shuts the door. I just saw the scene. If you guys, oh my god! If you've never seen Freddy Got Fingered, it is the dumbest movie in the world with Tom Green. But you got Chris and I must have watched that movie like a thousand times when we were in college. I mean, it was just one of those movies you'd, you'd have some drinks and just watch Freddy Got Fingered at like two in the morning. It's the greatest. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I didn't even think of that when I was watching. That's all this. he's doing. Rip. What was that guy's name? Rip Torn. Was that the actor's name? I forget. The guy no, passed away. Was oh my god. Oh, it's hilarious. He, it's yeah. He's Freddy's dad. Um, but yeah, he's just yelling like, and it's not even like a. It's just teeth. His teeth are blaring when he's screaming it. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Mr. Finch going nuts. <laughs> he's getting all wrinkly in the eyeballs. I mean, I'm watching it here. It's great. Oh man. Uh, we get a nice little action scene of K9 shooting 
lasers out of his schnoz, which is awesome. His battery right. though is failing a little bit, but he's doing the best <clears throat> he can. He's doing the shooty dog thing, as they refer to it. Yeah. Um, they realize that one way to stop the Krillitanes because they're bat creatures are to hit the. Uh, <laughs> I just saw Mr. Finch. It's a crazy scene. He like does a crazy spin, yelling. Um, oh, the spin. The spin. The spin. Move. And he walks. <laughs> he's he's basically telling the he's other ones screaming. like they're going out of the out of the gym. Let's go. And he like does this crazy spin, and when he turns around, his face is just yelling. Yeah, I mean, screaming I would, spin. I'd love to know the direction that the director gave him for just the oh faces, because because the, the other Krillitanes weren't in the scene, so it was just him by himself, oh, like God. looking like a weirdo. And then, uh, but yeah, because they're bats, they know they're very uh, triggered and sensitive to sound, so yeah. they hit the fire alarm. Very smart. Uh, basically, take them down. Another great shot of him being. Uh, <laughs> Showing more teeth, being taken over by the sound. Just rewinding the spin move over and over again. <laughs> we got. Can I we, wish we could find that GIF for our, think, when, yeah. when we publish the podcast. That's what it needs to be. I think I can make it. I might be able to. If you can make to, it, please. I think do, I man. can make it. Oh, That's God. the best right there. Uh, oh, uh, it doesn't last long though because Mr. Finch punches a hole in the wall. Yeah. Uh, and takes it out. Uh, Mickey is looking at the kids, which I think it's hilarious. The shot of Mickey going, he sees the kids doing something on the computer and then he gets his face about as close to the computer screen to see what she's doing. And then turns around. Does he snap? Like that's going to do anything. Mickey, come on. Oh man. (laughs) And then he realized, well, before he realizes how to stop him, that's when we get the doctor trying to, um, open up the barrels of the oil. Because they yeah. realize now that the oil, um, even though it is, I guess, acrylatane oil, the, the way that they are now, the oil actually will hurt them. So it's right. not something that um, is actually coming out of their bodies anymore. If it gets on them, it will burn them. Um, but it's deadlock sealed. The screwdriver won't work. Um, so they realize that there's only one way really to take them down, and that's to uh, kind of blow them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what the plan is. Uh, cut back to Mickey. Mickey, just, <laughs> genius Mickey, just runs over and just unplugs everything. Unplug, yeah. But doing that causes an, a mild, small explosion on the wires, which I don't understand yeah, I how that goes down. But whatever, yeah. that's what happens. Um, Mickey tells everybody to run out. They all go running out, and then we get a, a scene of the doctor and K nine. He's telling K nine, uh, you know, because K nine is basically going to sacrifice himself, right? Yeah, he has like enough energy for like one more blast, but he has to be like really close to the the drums of oil to uh, which I don't know why you had to be so close because you have a laser. You could back up a little bit and still blow it up, but whatever. Um, So they kind of have like this heartfelt moment. And uh, yeah, Canine's going to sacrifice himself. He's going to blow himself up. Doctor tells him he's been a good boy. And um, they go running out of the school. And the doctor, he kind of like locks the door. And then we got Finch coming in. His, he kind of put his teeth away. And uh, they, walk, they walk in the room to K-9. And, uh, you know, he kind of looks at him and says, oh, you know, like little dog with the nasty bite. Um, and then he just, yeah, blows up one of the canisters so the acid goes all over. And then um, Finch says, you're a bad dog, shows his teeth again. K-9 says affirmative. And then, boom, giant explosion in the school. Uh, we get a shot of Kenny now, who is the hero of the school, because the one little girl says, "Did you? Were you part of that?" He said, "Yep." Kenny yeah. blew up the school, so uh, Kenny now is the kid known as the kid that blew up the school. But how did the school blow up? I don't know, man. I don't, 
don't understand that part because like the canine blows up the drum and it gets all over, you know, the, the staff and it, the, uh, he's like, he's like, Oh, you're a bad dog. And then like, even after all that, the explosion happens. It's not like consistent with when canine mm. blows up the drum and then there's a, the school blows up somehow. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm even trying to just, read here on this fandom page and nowhere does it say really what. I mean, it says, you know, he shot the one barrel that spilled the toxic oil on the aliens, and it just says, the explosion takes out the large chunk of the school. Yeah. What's the explosion? Like, I, what? I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I don't know, maybe they get the oil on them and the, the crillotanes blow up from it. Yeah. I don't know. And I've never seen so many people happy that a school blew up either. I know, they're right? All, they're all in the yeah, parking your school blew now, up. <laughs> now, here's my question. What... How long are the effects of the oil? Like, well, are these kids now for the rest of their lives? Are they like geniuses, or does it have like a cool down? You know, is it well, like? Well, if a... you remember Rose at the end, they ask her a math problem and she doesn't know it. Okay. Because it, it when they're in there, but she only had a couple chips. Well. So these kids. This is Rose. Do you think she yeah, really just had a couple chips? I mean, yeah, I think she, she, she's putting back the chips, man. She, yeah, she's throwing them back. <laughs> The but chips. these these I'm sure it will wear off at at some point. It's got to. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So then uh, we we get the shot after that of uh, the TARDIS. Uh. Wait. We get Sarah outside of the TARDIS, right? But the thing is, I mean, like you never really see them dead. The um. The crillotanes. The crillotanes. Yeah. I think you just gotta assume with the the oil guess, and the explosions and. Yeah. I I think the thing of it is you don't see like the head guy dead. Now everybody around him is like, you know, melting like the Wicked Witch of the West and he's just he's has the the stare. Well here's a question. Does it matter? Would it matter now? Now that the oil is gone. Okay. Even if he's the only Uh, one alive, the the whole point here was the god power, right? The the ability to create the gods. They've stopped that. So in the end, it's like if you got one crillotane sticking around, whatever. He can't produce yeah. enough oil to fill a barrel, I would hope. Uh, and I guess for what they were hoping to accomplish <clears throat> in this episode, yeah. yeah, I guess it doesn't matter anymore. But um, if he's still out there and you know he's he's a character that can be reoccurring, maybe that's why they didn't really show him like melting or anything. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, let's see. Then Sarah comes to the TARDIS and, uh, it's in like a little park or something. And, um, mm-hmm. doctor kind of hugs her and says, Hey, come on in, come in, come inside the TARDIS. Um, she comes in and then the doctor suggests that moving forward that she stays with them again. Like he's like, why not yeah. come back on board? And, uh, even Rose is still kind of like, yeah, you know, come with us. And, um, you know, she basically says no. And, uh, Mickey says, Hey, can I come? <laughs> And uh, Rose is just like, oh, the look on Rose's face. Yeah, <laughs> she's not too excited about that. Nope. <clears throat> but the doctor okay's it. Yeah, I mean, Mickey mm-hmm. says he he's he doesn't want to just be the tin dog. He wants he doesn't want to be T dog anymore. He wants to be a companion. <laughs> How do? What do you think, man? Like, is this a good idea to bring Mickey along? No, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Mickey Mickey's good. At, he's good at computers. Uh, cause he, he hacked in, didn't he hack into like some military and he took over like their nuclear weapons in yeah, one episode. Yeah, yeah. Like he's good at stuff like that. I feel like he's just going to get in the way. Yeah. I think <laughs> you know what I end, mean? Yeah. 
He's one of those dumb apes, primitive apes or whatever. Right. That uh, yeah. the, Didn't the doctor use that at one point? He just said, like, I'm always surrounded by these dumb apes. Or dumb something apes, like that. yeah. Right. Uh, so, I don't know. I think I think he's going to cause more problems and do do more harm than good yeah. is my prediction. He'll pull make... a Mickey. He'll pull, he'll pull a T-Dog. Yeah. He always does. He always. But you I know mean... what, though? From a viewer... I'm dude. I love like Mickey. I remember from I the very first episode. Like I love me some Mickey. Yeah. So, like knowing I was, I was that he's going to be with us moving forward. No, no. Th- you know, my prediction is it's going to go horribly wrong. <laughs> I still root root like hell for the guy. Yeah. I want him to come out on top. I want him to be the reason why like some race is destroyed. You know what I mean? Like I want him to 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 have that shining moment. Just don't see. But it. deep down, <laughs> we know he's going to be screaming. And like buried in a pile of frozen rats. Yeah, like dude, that's yeah. what's if gonna you're happen to make it for frozen rats. <laughs> yeah. it, it, you have no chance to destroy a race. So yeah. Uh, let's see. And the doctor. This is where he says, you know, goodbye, my Sarah Jane. He smiles at her, gives her a nice little hug, and then uh, lets her know that there's a brand new K9 that the doctor mm-hmm. has completely rebuilt him and improved him. And uh, you know, Sarah orders K9 home because they have work to do. Yeah. Do we know anything like is she in Torchwood or anything like that? Um, I don't know if she's in Torchwood and I want to say, like I talked about this episode, uh, like six weeks ago with my, <laughs> with my brother and sister-in-law and yeah. I, they, I'm most positive if I can remember correctly, like this is the actual woman who did really play that role. Oh yeah. Like when Sarah you look Jane's her up, yeah. Like, really I, looked, her. I looked her up and yeah, that was her. Yeah. Um, but I forgot your question already. So I don't know. Do, do, are we going to see her again? Are we gonna see her again? In anything oh. like Doctor Who related, because we know we have like spinoffs and all that stuff. Like, is this? Oh, and you she, asked if she was in Torchwood. Yeah, I don't know if she's <clears throat> could be, but isn't there something where they do bring like all these people back and like I don't know a lot of like the um, doctors come back or like a lot of not maybe not the doctors but like the companions come back. I think it oh, happens. That's probably a Christmas special. I think it happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I would I would say we probably haven't seen the last of her. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's that episode, but then we get our on the next episode, mm-hmm. and uh, looks like we're going back in time to me, man. Looks like we're going back to what, like eighteen hundreds, maybe even seventeen hundreds, kind of just the way everybody's dressed. Could be. Um, Could be. We get it's the... tough to say though. I mean, the the way everybody's dressed, but yeah. But here we go. You know, he actually says, "Oh, a you're spaceship right. from the fifty first century stalking a woman from the eighteenth. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually what that would be the seventeen hundreds would be the eighteenth century, um, and. Uh, we get the crazy people with the crazy faces, crazy masks. Dude, creepy like looking. I, 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 I watch these episodes multiple multiple times throughout the week, and I usually watch it one more time right before we record. And that viewing, my wife usually will. She doesn't sit there and watch the entire thing with me, mm. but it's on, so she she'll watch it sporadically. And this preview, she's like, "Yeah, I'm not watching that one with you." <laughs> she does not like people in masks or oh, costumes. Really? No. So and these are uh, creepy, man, because you can't see the eyes. The eyes no. are just dark. Aren't they? Are they? They got to be robots, aren't they? I, I think so. I feel at one point I saw something that looked like skeletal almost. Yeah, I don't know. They, they do look like robots. Something out of Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. This one is called The Girl in the Fireplace. So I'm going to read the description here. It says The Doctor Finds Love and Evil Droids. In the 18th century France, uh, Madame de Pompadour is being haunted by a stranger called the doctor. Can he save her from the clockwork killers? Mm. <clears throat> there you go. So these are the clockwork okay. killers or killers, crazy evil droids. 
But that's crazy. It says that she's being haunted by a stranger called the doctor. The doctor. What's that being about? Haunted. Like, hmm. I wonder if he just kind of shows up and tries not to really like interact with her that much, um, but protect her, and she just thinks really he's the threat, where really it's the clockwork killers that are the threat. Right. I don't know. Crazy. Uh, all right. What do we got for uh, you? Got any bits and uh, uh, nuggets dude, here for like, this episode? There's a lot here, and and and. Um... I'm not going to go into every yeah, single one of Yeah, just a few, man. We're running, yeah. running along here on this one. Um, <laughs> so the canine prop used at the end of the episode is one of the original props from the 1970s. Nice. Yeah, so they still got that kicking around. Probably from that uh, museum that they have it. They probably just took it out of there. <laughs> um, let's see. That was... um, I, oh, I, talked to, I told you about that when he was wearing the mustache thing. Yeah, yep. that was the other one. Um, originally, this was supposed to be – it was not supposed to take place in a school. And I'm trying to find that one. It was supposed to be like uh, some other business. And, and Russell T. Davies uh, suggested doing it in a school with children. Like that – this was not – like that was not the original. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to find what that one where, – where it was supposed to be, but I don't remember what it was. Um, it Like a lot of the stuff – like the notes for this episode are so like because it's including like Sarah Jane like so many things about former like making references to former um, uh, companions and stuff like that and just goes into a lot of detail which I'm not even there yet yeah so real quick real quick just kind of going through the the rabbit hole in 2008, a series called The Sarah Jane Adventures came out. And the very first episode, Revenge of the Slitheine. I think we need to watch that, man. So That's, there that is be yet a, that another. Be a, there's a Sarah Jane series that was released. That should be a special episode that we should do. Five seasons. Each episode hmm. is 25 minutes. 25, wow. 27 minutes. Um, Crazy. The script... Dialogue uh, originally included stuff that Sarah Jane was a recovering alcoholic. Hmm. But um, which would you think, knowing having all that knowledge, yeah, it would lead you to alcohol and drugs? I, I, <laughs> you would hope I not, got, but come on, man. How do you live with that? Um, That's what I'm saying. How do you live with it? You, I guess, become an alcoholic. But um, the woman who plays the character, Elizabeth Sladen, she suggested that they remove those lines. She didn't want her hmm. to be known as an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, Going through the uh, Amazon one here. <clears throat> Elizabeth Sladen warned the crew about the difficulties with working with the canine prop. So she, this must have been from when she actually was filming her actual role, like back in whenever she did it, um, which had a reputation for breaking down. Despite several years of improvement in technology, <laughs> she her warnings had proven correct. Wow. Because thing continued to break down. Pretty funny. That's funny. Uh, the original storyline submission for the episode was entitled Black Ops. And it nice. involved the doctor meeting Sarah while investigating <clears throat> events at an army base. That's what it was. An army base neighborhood in an isolated village. Hmm. And then it was changed to a school. Uh, let's see. They filmed this at a high school in Cardiff. Of course. <laughs> uh, of course. Uh, that's about it. I think. Um, nice. There was eight point eight point three million viewers, so it's still holding strong. Going. Yep. So, nice. That's about it. 
All right. Well, I'll tell you, man. I, great episode. Lot, lots of uh, more like peeling back of the onion. I think for the yep. mystery and just kind of the, uh, I guess, just mindset that you'd have to have to be the doctor. The things that he needs to deal with, um, just kind of throughout his life. Which you know, as far as we know, he's seems to be kind of immortal because he just regenerates. I, mean, I I'm guess sure so. There could be a death at some point because we know Time Lords can be killed because he is the last of the Time Lords. So mm-hmm. somehow they have, must meet an end. But I don't know. I don't know how you can kill something that, that can keep regenerating. I mean, he's basically Wolverine. He's Logan. He is. He's Logan. Yeah. Danny or, DeVito Logan. I haven't yeah. seen any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's great. All right. Well, uh, don't forget, guys, like we said, email us, the Tardy Tardis podcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys and sharing your emails here on the show. And again, follow us on Instagram at Tardy Tardis podcast and on Twitter at Tardis Tardy. You can find all those links in the show notes and whatever podcast service you listen to the show on. Please like, subscribe, review, whatever it takes over there. Do that for us. It helps move the show up the ranks. And, uh, you know, there are other Doctor Who podcasts out there. We know, but there's nobody like us, two guys who know nothing about the show. So the more you like and and just kind of help move it up the ranks, the show will appear to more people. And, uh, of course, if you have other people that watch Doctor Who, other friends and that, let them know about the show and help spread the word because we are looking to expand the audience and get more people listening to the show and just uh, coming along for the ride. Um, If you want to get uh, listen to a Doctor Who show where they know stuff, then go somewhere else. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is not that show at all. But I think that's the appeal of the show, right? That's what, uh, that's what the show is all about is we absolutely. don't know anything. That's why we're, yeah. we're loving doing this show. And the hey, thing is, like we said, like we, we like the show. We're not like watching the show and yeah. railing on it and saying it's stupid. No, it's an awesome show and we're getting a kick out yeah. of it. I mean, honestly, like we, we've said it before, going into the show, we didn't know what to expect at all. And, and here we are. I mean, really, we've been, this is what, maybe our 17th or 16th episode overall that we've done to this point. And I'm I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. I'm loving yeah, it. Like, I look I forward to watching the show every single week for this podcast. It's just there so was, fun. There was a, uh, in one of my news readers, I always get, like, see, I say this before, like, I see Doctor Who headlines. And most of the time, I just skip through them because they're current. They're, like, what's going on yeah, now in the show, which we're obviously with. And one and the, sometimes I can't help but just read the headline because it just, you know, you just happen to read it. And it said something like uh, in the next season, a I, I can't remember exactly how they worded it, but they said in the next season, a, a classic f- fan favorite villain is returning. Ooh. Okay. So have we seen them yet? I was going to say don't... right now, if you had a fan favorite villain, <clears throat> who would it be? Villain? That we've seen up God. to this point. Or, or villainous race, if you want to say. I mean, I really like the Slitheen. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, don't, I think they're cool. Um, who are some other ones that we've seen? Just trying to I mean, like, the Daleks. Of, obviously, we've seen obviously the, the, Daleks, the Gelf. Yeah. Um, Gelf are cool, man. I really like the Gelf. Yep. The, really um, like the very first episode, the Plastic People. <laughs> I think <laughs> that would be cool. They were terrible. <laughs> they pull, come on, the guy shoots another guy right in the face, point blank, with a finger gun. <laughs> awesome. And then just the cool. plastic Mickey. I want more plastic Mickey, man. Yeah, I that's true. I, th- I do like the Gelf for some reason. I like that. I hope they make a return in some form. What but... about the bitchy trampoline? You think she'll make a return? No, she's, oh, God. she's done. She's done. She's done. Yeah. The face of Bo. Maybe the Bo. villainous face of Bo. Is he? Is he a villain? He's not really a villain that we no. know of. 
the cats or the cats villains i don't know i don't know they were i mean really so, they were anyway. trying to do the right thing right they were yeah, trying to there you go help humanity there you go yeah. Uh, but all right, we're long-winded here, guys. Everybody, thank you here as always for tuning in to the podcast, however you're tuning in. And with that, we will catch you next episode in the future. Enjoy your ride on the cars. Yeah. Later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>